success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. We would like to invite you to join us at the Stage for Change workshop put on by Leslie's Week and will be held at the Legacy Castle on September 16th, 2021 in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. The mission of this workshop is to give our Leslie's Week Stage for Metastatic Breast Cancer honorees a voice in their diagnosis, treatment, and living results by increasing their understanding of the language in communicating with those who treat them in their quest for longevity. This is an opportunity for attendees to gain an understanding of the unspoken frustrations of metastatic breast cancer patients. So you're invited to join us. Click the link in the show notes. It will take you to Leslie's Week website and you can purchase your tickets or sign up to receive notification for the 2022 event. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. And we have another, another invincible woman for you. Today we have Joyce Rojas. She has positively impacted thousands of people's lives by shifting their relationship with money. With over 19 years in the banking and investment industry, experience as a top financial advisor at a Fortune 500 company, and a master's in business administration, Joyce is easily a top expert in money matters, but her secret is not in all those accolades. It's in having overcome financial challenges of her own, leading her to realize that wealth begins with mindset. She now teaches others how to make grow and manage money without working so damn hard for it. And she is the author of her first book, 31 Badass Money Mindset Affirmations. Oh my gosh. Welcome, Joyce. It is so great to have you here today on the She's Invincible podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm so happy to be here with you, Cammie. Oh my gosh, the pleasure is all mine. And I cannot wait to share with our listeners. You are such a badass. Oh my gosh, I've heard you speak. I've been, you're my friend. I just adore you. And I love that you have written this book and you are just stepping into your next level of greatness. And I am so excited to celebrate with you. Oh my gosh. Let's jump in, girl. Let's do this. Let's tell our listeners, how did you get where you are today? And what makes you invincible? 
how did I get where I am today? Wow. So I'm, I'm actually, um, I had this wake up moment. It's like a come to Jesus moment about, uh, 10 years ago. And I think that that's where my personal growth journey began. It began after an accident, you know, so I was, it was in the middle of the financial crisis, the great recession. So it was in the middle of that, but I was also going through a really, tough divorce. So it was a very emotional time for me. Then I got into an accident and it just changed the way that I saw everything. I realized a lot of, um, I had a lot, a big wake up moment during that time. And so that's when it really started to, to change my life in the direction that I wanted to, I began creating instead of sleepwalking through life. Mm. Man, that's, that's so powerful. So powerful. So tell us about like, where did, have you always been interested in money and finance? Is that where your education is? I began being interested in money when I was a kid. I mean, really, I just, I am a daughter of immigrant parents. So I always saw my dad work hard for his money. And I remember wondering why is it that he works so hard for his money, but I see other people not work as hard and they have more money than he does. I just don't understand that whole concept. And so that started, started putting questions in my head and I started being more and more interested in money. I went to college. I actually had uh, barely was interested in anything financially, you know, with financial matters, but I did a minor in economics. And afterwards I started being working in the banking industry. And that's where I started to see that I wasn't the only one with this question. And my dad wasn't the only one with this problem. There was a lot of people that worked hard yet still weren't, weren't gaining any wealth. And so I started looking into the mindset of money. And I found a lot of information when it comes to what's blocking you in your wealth. And mindset is a big thing. Man, that's amazing. So tell us what makes you invincible. You know what? I think the biggest thing that makes me invincible is that I don't give up. I really don't. There's been so many times that I want to just quit. I want to stop. Um, but I don't, I know that, uh, and I've, and I've gotten to a point where I set my mindset, right. That when I, when, as soon as I feel like okay, this is too much, or, you know, I, I don't think this is for me. I can actually begin using certain words, right? Certain affirmations that I've set for myself to switch it and to keep me going. So that's what makes me invincible. When I have something that I want to do, I'm going to do it. Uh, I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. And nobody ever remembers the one who gave up, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Okay. Well, we are diving in deep. Let's talk about money mindset. Yeah. Let's do it. What, what questions do you have? What, what do you want me to to, to tell you? I want to know everything I want to, I want you to share with our listeners, you know, what does it take, you know, like, and, and what is the answer to the question that you were asking yourself about your dad? Like, why was he working so hard and other people weren't, and they were making more like, let's just dig in right there and let's start there and let's keep going. All right, let's do it. So mindset is a really big part of money that not many people talk about. Everyone really just 
constantly telling you that you need more knowledge, more knowledge, financial literacy. But financial literacy isn't everything because really, if we wanted to be rich, everything's on Google, right? You could Google anything and then it'll give you the answer to everything. So you could be rich if you really wanted to. The answers are all there. The problem is people don't. 70% of people live paycheck to paycheck, right? And so that's a problem because that tells me that there's, it's, there's more to money than just knowledge. There's the mindset of money. And so I've broken down the mindset of money in four different principles. Okay. So there's belief system. The belief system is a very big part of how you handle money, what you believe about yourself, what you believe about money and what you believe about the world. Those three concepts are going to either propel you forward or they're going to hold you back. So your belief systems are huge. Then there is the energy that you bring around your money life. You know, there's energy everywhere, everywhere. You know, when they, when people say, um, oh, the dog smells fear, the dog doesn't smell anything. The dog is picking up your energy, right? And so you bring energy to your money life. And so I've started noticing that the people that bring this anxiety to their money life, or they have something what, that I call ostrich syndrome, right? They just ignore their finances. Those are the people that end up having issues with their money life because of the energy that they're bringing into it. Third principle is knowledge. Okay. So the knowledge that you do need knowledge, and you don't have to know everything there is on money and PE ratios and dividends. And, oh, let's look at, you know, how to trade a stock. You don't need to know that. But what you do need to know is you need to know your numbers, which is very important. You'd be surprised how many people I sit with that don't know their numbers, right? They really don't know what's going on. But that's really important for you to know. And you need to know what you want. It's really interesting how we will know what we want when we get into our car. We know exactly where we want to go. When we get onto a plane, we know exactly where we want to go. But when it comes to our finances and our life, we don't know. You know, we don't know what we want with our month. We don't know what we want with our week. We don't know what we want in, in our relationships, exactly defining it. And the same thing goes with finances. So that's knowledge. That's the knowledge piece of it. And then there's the action part of it. What are you doing on a day-to-day basis that either helps your finances or hurts your finances? Those are the four principles of money mindset in a nutshell. Oh my gosh, those are so powerful. (laughs) That is crazy. So what would you say, um, let's go through each one and let's give one tip, like the top tip that somebody could do right? Mm-hmm. Start right now today in each of those categories, but they so, make a difference. Okay. So then we'll start with belief system, belief system. The best thing you can do is to find out what is it that you are believing? What do you really believe about yourself? What do you believe about money? What do you believe about the world? Okay. And the way to find that is really just to kind of do, um, to, to, to just watch what happens in your mind because it's those quick thoughts that you dismiss that are your subconscious. 
It's not the conscious thoughts. You know, consciously I'll say, oh, I want to make $300,000 a year, right? I want to have a million dollars in my retirement account. I want that. And I've had so many people say that to me. I want that, Joyce. So that's not my issue. Mm, yeah, it could actually still be your issue because your conscious mind wants that but you don't know what your subconscious wants and your subconscious could still be telling you, you are uh, the daughter of immigrant parents. You are poor. You came from a poor household. You're always going to be that. That's what your subconscious could be telling you because that's exactly what my subconscious was telling me too. So I see a lot of people go through that. If you find that, if you find the thoughts that are lurking in your subconscious, then that would actually help you. Oh, I love it. And then change your thoughts, right? And then once you find them, awareness is the key to everything, right? So you become aware and then you say, oh, okay, that's a thought I have. And I don't want to think that way. That's like the old me. So, or that was generational thinking. That's another thing that happens, right? And so you can switch that. You can find it and you begin doing things to switch it. I love it. Oh, so that's awesome. for beliefs. That's the tip for beliefs. Okay, let's go to the next one. Next one is energy. So the energy that you bring to your money life, begin noticing when people talk about money, when you talk about money, when bills come in, when it's time to pay something, what do you feel? Do you feel anxiety? Do you feel like, eh, I'll just do it later. So you just trying to ignore it. Um, are you feeling like, okay, you know, let's do this. Are, are you, are you gun ho about it? What are you feeling when it comes to money? Because sometimes if you feel anxiety or fear around it, that says a lot about what type of energy you're bringing. But what also says a lot is if you kind of, are you dismissive with your money or you let someone else handle it? Why are you doing that? You know, so I, 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 speak to a lot of women that do that. It's like, Oh no, no, no. My husband handles that. That's fine. Like, I don't even, okay. But then those same women four years later, when they're divorced, there's fears around money because they really haven't handled it. So that's, that's a way to tell what type of energy you're bringing to your money life is when you have to deal with financial matters, what are you feeling and why? Mm. Wow. Okay. Let's go on to the next one. Knowledge. So knowledge would be knowing your numbers, right? So you need to know how much you make, truly make. I'm not talking about, oh, if your company pays you a hundred thousand. No. How is that broken down? How much of that hundred thousand are you actually getting after taxes? How much are you putting away to a 401k plan or some type of retirement? How much are you paying in your bills? So how much do you have to save at the end of the month? All of these numbers are really important. So how much are you making? Really, you, you need to be looking at what are you spending when it comes to your business or your corporation, because that gives you the true amount of what you're actually making as you work for this corporation, right? Right. Sometimes we forget, we think we're making a hundred thousand dollars, but then when we start saying, okay, the tolls that go into it, the lunches, you know, the happy hours, the clothes, um, all of these things that are adding up, you know, the, the nice car I have to get to, to show that, Hey, I'm a VP and I can, I can, BVP status and, and kind of play the part. What is all of that? So 
all of that, you, you add up and you say, okay, what am I truly making out of this? So knowing your numbers, what you make, what you save is another number that's really important. Another one is what you want. What do you want to make? We kind of get stuck in what we've been making and it becomes this cycle or it's just something that we're expecting. We make a hundred thousand last year. Maybe we'll make 110 this year. No. What do you truly, truly want to make? And why do you want to make that? So that's for knowledge, knowing your numbers and knowing what you want and why you want it is huge. Huge. Because I'm sure you come across a lot of entrepreneurs that'll say, oh, I want my business to be a million dollar business. I want to be making a million dollars on a yearly basis. And I come across a lot of people that, that when I coach that say that to me, and it's a great, that sounds like a great plan, but tell me why. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to it, it's like, I want to spend more time with my family. Well, you don't really have to make a million dollars to spend more time with your family. Right. Right. So to understand the core of the desire around that goal is really eye-opening. I love that. All right. And the last one. The last one is actions. So what actions are you taking every single day? And a couple actions that you can take really right off the bat. One of them is checking to see who's in your, in your sphere of influence. Okay. So Who do you have that helps you with your financial matters? You know, who's your financial advisor? Who's your accountant? Who's a money mentor that you turn to, right? So who's your business person or your banker? You know, these people are are important. Your lawyer, who do you have in your sphere? Then that's the professional sphere, right? Then we look at your social sphere. Who do you have there? Because typically we, we tend to be under this impression that we need to kind of stay with the same friends that we've had for such a long time, but we don't realize that sometimes we've outgrown those people or maybe not even outgrown, but we're just growing in different directions, right? And that does have something to do with finances because if your friends are more of the spenders, meanwhile, you're in debt that's not going to help you because you're going to want to, you know, go out with your friends and you're going to spend with them and you're not going to be like getting out of debt. So you need to, to keep these, these type of things in mind and see what type of goals they have. You know, that's a big thing too. Yeah. Big thinkers. They say you're going to be the, you know, just like the five people you spend the most. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. So make sure they're wealthy, right? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I know. And that's a tough, tough message to, to, to like relay because it's just, all right, you're telling me that I should leave my friend just because they don't have money. Like that's effed up, right? (laughs) So isn't it? And that's not what I'm saying. And that's not what people are saying. But what, what I am saying is if you know what you want out of life and you know, you want to go in a direction, then you need to surround yourself with people that want to go in that direction. It's the same way as if I say, I want to go to Italy, Cammie. Do you want to go to Italy with me? I'm looking for a travel partner. And you're like, no. Yeah, I know. I love Italy. But, and you're like, no, I want to go to Egypt. Like, why would I want to go to Italy? Then you're not my travel partner. 
That's see, right. Yeah, we're not going that. in the same place. I love that. What a great analogy. Oh my gosh. That is fabulous. Oh my Thank gosh. Thank you. Oh, girl. Okay. So it, actually, Italy is the top destination on my list right now. So when you said that, I'm like, what? Oh, yes. I love Italy. It's the best. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to shift this a little bit because mm-hmm. this is something I, I knew I wanted to talk about with you. And that is about your children. Like what? Mm-hmm. Let's talk to the parents right now. What mm-hmm. is it that we should be teaching children today uh, about money like how early should this start and what in the heck should we be saying and teaching wow there's a lot in this one but let me just kind of give you maybe two or three little nuggets on on certain things to to watch out for number one is going to be watching out your own belief system so you're not passing on your shitty belief system to your children right it becomes a generational issue and so if, if you're you have this fear around money and you're saying, well, you know, we got to save, we got to save. And, and you're afraid of investing and you're, you don't like to take risks or you tell your, your kids, you know what? No, we can't afford that. You know, no money doesn't grow on trees. Your kid is going to have the same fear around money. You are passing your generate, you're passing your issues to a different generation. And then that generation will pass it on to that generation unless they wake up out of it. Right. So begin realizing what it is that is in your subconscious, what mindset you have around money so that you can begin fixing that and you don't mess your kids up with it. Right. That's great advice. That's one. The second thing would be stop coddling them. Damn it. Like, stop it. Like so many parents coddle kids so much. And the more you coddle your kid, the more they're not going to be able to do anything themselves. Think about this for a second. If you had never taught your kid to tie their shoelaces and you're tying their shoelaces at 13 years old, right? (laughs) There's a problem. There's a problem. Your kid's not going to be able to tie his own damn shoelace because of you, because you coddled them. Finances is the same way. If you give your kid, oh, okay, here's your allowance. You know, you're making $20, I don't know, $20 a week, you know, you're 10. You shouldn't need more than that. Right. So you're $20. And then they're like, oh yeah, but I already used that. You know, I bought ice cream. I bought this. I'm like, okay, here's another five. No, life doesn't work that way. So one of the ways that I taught my son is I would give him a certain amount and I would say, Hey, this is your lunch money. This is, and this money over here is for you, whatever you want. Right. This is your lunch money. Sometimes it'd be like, Oh mom, you know, I'm out of lunch money. What happened? Well, we calculated how much, right? Oh, well, I decided I wanted, you know, Twix and I wanted this and I wanted that. And I brought my friend this, sorry, that's too bad. So you're going to have to pack up lunch because you misused the money. And so that is a very small way of teaching kids like, Hey, the way life works is you get a certain amount of money that you work for. You can make more, but if you're not making more, it doesn't come out of the sky. And unfortunately parents come to the rescue way too fast. But if you're coming to the rescue for your kid at 18, you're going to be coming to your, to the rescue at 27. I promise you that because I see it all the time. 
So that's my advice. Now it doesn't mean that, okay, you're just, cause I was like this, like little Nazi <laughs> with, with my son and I had to catch myself. I'm like, no, you know what? There's going to be times that I need to also teach him abundance, right? So I need to teach him, learn how to deal with your money, but I also want to teach him abundance because I didn't learn that. And so there's a nice balance of being able to say, Hey, you need to learn with, learn how to deal with your money. But at the same time, I want to show you that when you know how to manage your money, this is what you can have. Right. And, um, and so the cool thing is last year, that's one way I showed my son that I took him to Mexico and I took him to the same restaurants that I usually go because I usually go alone. I took him to Mexico. I go, I took him to these nice, like really nice restaurants, right? Not some rinky dink taco shop down the street, <laughs> nice restaurants. And he was like, wow. His question after that vacation was, how do I make this happen for myself? And that's exactly what you want your kid to be able to, to wonder. I love that. Oh, you're just really showing them. It's what's caught, right? You're, just yeah. showing, you're showing him a lifestyle that he can create for himself too. Yeah. Oh, girl, those are great <laughs> tips. I love it. Thank oh my gosh. You. Let's talk about your book. This is so exciting. You're an author. Oh yes, my gosh. Yes. yes September Woo! 1st. Woohoo. There it is, girl. <laughs> The 31 Badass Money Mindset Affirmations. Tell us about that. What, what are we going to learn? Why should we order this book? Why should we read it? Tell us everything. Okay, so this book is designed to start rewiring your mindset around money. And the way that I created it was because of the experience I have, right, as a, in banking and as a financial advisor. There's certain, there's certain fears, there's certain subconscious uh, belief systems that people have around money. And so what I did with this book is I created affirmations that go against those subconscious belief systems. So it's going to start rewiring your mind around what you feel about money, what you feel about yourself, what you feel about the world. But it doesn't only give you affirmations. It actually gives you an explanation around it. So you see money in a different way. And then it gives you an exercise so that you can start finding, all right, what is it that I'm thinking about when it comes to money, what subconscious belief systems are in there? Let me look at my finances. You know, how does my finance snapshot look like? Let me really look at this on paper. So it's, it's logical and more of this thinking, the thought process, the mindset piece coming together in this book. So it's pretty powerful. Oh, I cannot wait. I'm so excited Thank to read you. it. Thank yeah. You. So, and this, they can get on Amazon. Yes, Amazon on September 1st. Yes. Yeah, so listen, guys, and click the show notes and hit the link. And the link to the book goes right there. It'll take you right to Amazon and you can get your copy of Joyce's new book, 31 Badass Money Mindset Affirmations. And you can be on your way of having the best money mindset and creating the wealthy future that you're working toward. 
And now a word from our sponsor, Christine Trumbull, founder of Coaching the Climb, understands the challenges of building a successful business. She's faced many of those challenges herself and helped hundreds of clients build successful businesses. With the launch of her new podcast, The Climb with Christine, you will hear the same advice she gives her clients, as well as conversations with experts in a variety of topics, including business, health, relaxation, mindset, kids, and fashion. Check it out on iTunes, The Climb with Christine, and be sure to subscribe, download, and give her a rating and review. my gosh, Joyce, this has been so fun. Thank I, you. What a fun conversation. Yes, I will be your travel buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just appreciate you so much for being here and just celebrate, you know, letting me celebrate with you this exciting news. And, you know, on the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners that mm-hmm. we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs and we're going to share that expert zone of genius, which you have done so, so tremendously today. Yeah. I mean, seriously, people could put this into practice right now and have have a different mindset and have more abundant thinking and be on their way. Uh, But we also promise them that we're going to pull back the curtain because, you know, when people meet Joyce Rojas, Uh they see the Joyce that's here today in front of me. They don't see the Joyce that journeyed. And so we're here to give them hope because they want your success, but they may not want to have to deal with the struggles that you've had. So we want to be authentic And we're going to pull back the curtain right now. We're going to share with them some of the journey that it took Joyce Rojas to get where she is today. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's do it. Okay, we're (laughs) going to start with the good. So could you tell us a story of the good of your journey? The good of my journey has been, um, I'm a single mom, as you know, right? So the good has been me realizing how powerful I am really like that's been such an eye opener and it would have never happened with the bad and the ugly. Right. Um, so yes, yes. So I think that that's the good is I've been able to take care of my son and show him that anything is possible regardless of your situation, regardless of, you know, where you come from, that doesn't matter. That's over here but now you're here and you can create what it is that you want. I love that. And I'm sure that felt so good for you too, right? As absolutely, you know, absolutely. Yeah. To find yeah, yourself what, and to really be able to tap into your power is a big thing. And what an accomplishment, you know, to, to have, you know, really poured into your son the way that you have and set him up for a bright future as well. And yeah. he just graduated, right? He did. He graduated high school. Yes. Yep. That's so fun. So yes. fun. Oh, my gosh. A hard year, right? Oh, my gosh. It was such a hard year. Pandemic, poor kid. Yes, yes. But God bless him. So he's on his way to college. How fun. Is he going for finance or money? He's actually not. He says he's not. I have a feeling at some point he will. (laughs) It's natural for him, right? I love it. Well, best to him, whatever he decides to do. So, okay. So the good always feels so good, doesn't it? And then we have to take that turn. So let's talk about the bad. The bad. The bad was, um, 
having to go through that alone. I think that was one of the toughest things is that you think that you're having, you think you have the American dream, right? You, you kind of, you, that's what, that's your dream. Your dream is to have this family, to have this white picket fence, maybe a dog, you know, a kid and everything's going to be okay. And everything's going to be perfect. And you're going to have a loving partner. And that's such is not the case, right? So it doesn't always end up that way. And so that's the bad. The bad is like realizing this is, this is not, I guess this wasn't my happy ever after. And then having to move through that journey on your own is a tough thing. And then all the questions that come with it and all the me questioning myself, me questioning my abilities, you know, um, dealing with things on my own and really not having anybody there for the things that I wanted to create and not having this partner to create with me and to, to save with me, to create wealth with me, you know, was something that was the bad part. It was doing it on my own, which I think made it harder. Yeah. And I remember in another conversation we had that you had talked about making decisions on your own. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. Cause there's, there's many women I'm sure that are listening, you know, yeah. that, I mean, this, if this pandemic didn't make people sick and kill them, it, it created a lot more divorce as well. Right. And a right. lot more Absolutely. strain on relationships. So, yeah. yeah. So can you share just a little bit about that? How did you do that? Like, what did you find was helpful to you in that time um, that strengthened you or empowered you or whatever it was that helped you get through it? So one thing that I did use is affirmations, right? Hence the book and, and why I wrote that. Uh, because it really helped prime my mindset for just keeping me go going. The other thing I had was a network and I'm the type of person that's very much, I'm going to do this on my own. I don't want people's help because it almost feels like I can't do it on my, like I can't do it. So it almost feels like, uh, like I don't want to ask for help, but you can't do that as, as a single parent, like you can't. And so my network is really what kept me going. So I found, um, males. So I found friends that were guys that I would call and say, okay, this is what's going on with my son. Right. And I'm thinking this is the decision, but maybe I'm being that crazy mom. Right. And sometimes it'd be like, okay, you're way out of line. Like that's not what I would do. So I'd see a guy's perspective all the time. And then I also would tap into other mothers too. And I'd say, Hey, this is what's happening. Has this happened to you? And I began building this kind of network of, I had moms that had older kids because they've already been through what my 13 year old, 14 year old was going through. Right. And then I had moms with the same age because it's like, okay, are they going through the same thing? You know? So, and I had male uh, friends as well that would be able to help me. So that network is going to be huge. I love that. That is such good advice. Thank yeah. You. you you cannot do it alone. I, I mean, you'll we try. Yeah, yeah, we try, yeah, but we you know what? There's no cookie in heaven for you doing it alone. So <laughs> Well, thank God, right? <laughs> it's good that we just settled that because yeah, that is that is not easy, but I love I love what you're saying here and 
Yeah. And a lot of times people think that it's weak to ask for help, but really yes. it's a sign of strength. Yeah, It is a sign of strength and you know, no one, it, no one is here to do it alone. You're right. And you actually make a really good point because what that is, is when you ask for help is you're kind of crushing ego a little bit, right? And ego takes the front seat in most people, right? And so including myself. So when you're like, no, I need help. Ego's like, oh, damn it. Like, really? It's like, I could do this on my own. No, like you can't anymore. So you, we, we need to crush it a little bit so that we can move, move forward faster. Yeah. And you know, I'm so glad you said what you said about, you, you, you know, you can't do it on your own. You can, but you shouldn't, right? Yeah. You, you know, yeah. maybe you can do it on your own, but you should never do it on your own. Right. You're just not made for that. And right. You know, it, it, I also think when we ask for help that we're giving other people an opportunity to serve us, right? Like Absolutely. everybody wants to be a helper. And if we're not asking or tapping into that, then we're cutting them off at that need Absolutely. to be a helper. So I think like that's a big thing too. And I think that's really important to remember as you go through the hard times. Well, that's been amazing. So, and look at you. I mean, you raised this beautiful, smart boy who's going Thank on to have this you. bright future and you've taught him well and you, you should you hold so your head much. up high. So let's talk about the ugly. I know it's never fun, but you know what? Yeah. This is what people are holding on to every word you say, because right now we're about to deal hope. We're going to deal okay. hope to these women that are listening. Okay. Tell us about your ugly. So the ugly was, like I mentioned earlier, it was during the Great Recession, right? So um, during that time, I was in the banking industry, so I didn't know whether I was going to have a job the next day. You know, you remember what was happening with banks. Banks were going bankrupt left and right. And so during that time, there's a lot of chaos in, in, in my professional life, but there was also a lot of chaos in my emotional life, my personal life. I was going through a divorce. I didn't want to get divorced, but it was like writings on the wall. It's over. And, um, it was a really tough time. And during that time, I actually went to work one day and the electricity went off. So weirdest thing never happened before. And so I remember waiting around a little bit and I left the office. I was like, eh, I'm just going to step out, get a cup of coffee. And as I cross the street, I get hit by a pickup truck and I could have sworn I was going to die. And everything that just rushes in your mind, it's like so fast. But I remember the two thoughts that were, that haunted me the most. One of them was, is this it? Like, was that it? Was that all to my life? Cause I felt like I had been bamboozled. Like that was my life. Like that's what I freaking came onto this world for. Like that, that sucked. You know, I felt that way. And I just kind of had this feeling like I was here for more and I was just being taken way too fast. And then the second thought that haunted me was what kind of morning did I have with my son that day? Because I could not remember whether it had been one of those crazy mornings that were stressful because I was kind of, I was doing it alone. I had to get him up. I had to get him here. I had to get, and it's just, and I couldn't remember whether like, okay, was it one of those stressful mornings where I made him cry or was it a good morning where I left him happy and I couldn't, I was like, did he hug me? I'm like, he must've hugged me. He always hugs me. 
but I couldn't remember his hug. And it, it just, it bothered me so much that I couldn't remember one of the most important parts of my life. And that was what really bothered me. And that's where I noticed that I was sleepwalking through life. And after that accident, I started kind of seeing life in a different way, right? Where, uh, and it took me a while. This was not like an overnight thing. At first, after the accident, I was really angry. I was angry at God. I was, you know, angry at myself, at my life and on how it had turned out. So I had to go through that piece of the journey too, to be able to come to where I am now and then realize, no, everything was by design, right? Everything happened for a reason because that made me stop sleepwalking through life. That made me see that, yes, I was in a a toxic relationship. I shouldn't be in there just because I want to try to fulfill this American dream or fulfill that. You know what? I want to keep it going because it has to work out. No, it doesn't have to. So it made me see things in a different way. I started my personal growth journey. I, I began, you know, trying to figure out what do I want in this life if I was to go, right? If I was to die. And one of them has been to be able to help others. And that's why I do the speaking. That's why I write the books. So that's that's where it came to this. You know, what's so interesting, Joyce, is that you just told that whole story and you didn't want to talk about the physical uh, problem with getting hit by a truck. No, no. And that amazes me is that, (laughs) you know, if you were to say to somebody, what is the scariest thing about getting hit by a truck? It obviously would not be what you just said. It would be like, oh my gosh, that I would, you know, die or lose my legs or lose my arms or break my back or be paralyzed or all of those things are like the common things that people would have a fear about. And here you're talking about what kind of morning did I have with my son? Oh my gosh, is, is this all I'm here for? Wow. You really, really did have an epiphany moment in that time. I did. Well, I'm so happy that you're healed, that your body you. is healed. Because yeah. yeah, you couldn't do all that you've been doing without that. Um, but no. wow, what a story. Thank what you. a story. Thank and you. so was that like take us over the bridge now? Was that where the metal, you know, the rubber hit the road and you were like, I'm doing more with my life and I'm gonna go do this and do that? Absolutely. That is when everything changed. Right. So I I noticed that I was sleepwalking through life. I noticed that there's more people out there that are doing the same exact thing. And I wanted to be able to help them along their journey. I also noticed that I was living someone else's dream, right? This American dream is someone else's dream. And then we kind of feel the shame when we don't, don't get there or when our American dream fails. And I didn't want people to to feel that shame. I wanted them to, to know that each one of us has this wonderful, individual, beautiful story in ourselves. And we can take that story and we can make it work for us. And we can actually inspire hope in other people with that story too. So that's what I realized during that. 
Well, I know you've inspired hope in me, and I am positive that you are inspiring hope in so many others right now as they listen to this amazing, amazing story. Girl, congratulations to you. Thank you. You guys, grab Joyce's book, hit the show notes. Get on to Amazon, 31 Badass Money Mindset Affirmations. These will change your life. They'll change your money mindset and they will set you up for a bright financial future if you follow follow her suggestions and just do what she says. Oh my gosh, Joyce, this has been amazing. Thank you (laughs) so so much. To, just for allowing me to be able to celebrate with you and just share this great news of what you've been doing and what you're doing now. And before we say goodbye, I just want to finish with this last thing. I would love for you to finish this sentence for me. The world would be a better place if more people knew blank. If more people knew the power that they have inside of them, and how they impact other people. Even without them noticing, every single day you impact someone. And if you knew how powerful you were, it's just the world would definitely be a better place if people would use that to help themselves and help others. Oh, that's fabulous. Thank you so much. And thank you. Yes, it's so great to our listeners. I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl. Get back up. (laughs) You can do it. Tell them, Joyce. You can definitely do this. Get up. Let's get going. We can do this. Yes, get back up. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.